0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. It's the Bart Winkler Show. June 9th, Friday. Uh, headed into the weekend, everybody. I don't know what you got planned. I got I got a lot. I got a lot. I got a lot planned. I am going to do some run walk for my kid's school. I am going to be at Ford Madison. Uh, big game for Ford Madison, North Carolina FC. Um, on Saturday night, get on out. Bree Stevens Field. Gotta be there. Sunday, I'll be back on CBS, talk some NBA finals, I'm sure. Game four is set to be Friday night, and uh, as long as I don't shake and bake it too much in the evening, I plan to hop on and what's up. up?" If it's good, I'll use it for the show. If it's not, it'll be in uh, YouTube history. Not that YouTube's not the show. There's a lot of great, extensive content on YouTube that I will be adding to this Dan Shaney insurance stream. Dan Shaney, again, independent guy, danshaney.com, has already helped out a few of you. Even if you want to call him and just get a quote, um, he's a longtime listener, so you can chop it up with him and talk about who you like the best and who you hate the most and, and get all that done. But there are, there are going to be some things that I'll be adding to my YouTube channel I went through a lot of old stuff again, but now I found videos and I don't just want to inundate people with like, Hey, here's a clip from me and Chuck five years ago, but I am going to be posting a bunch of ch- clips of me and Chuck from five years ago. Uh, there's one where I try to tell him the moth joke, the famous normal Norm, uh, Norm McDonald, Conan O'Brien bit. There's one where we open old baseball cards together. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I had these videos and they were on Facebook live and they're my videos. So I'm going to put them on my YouTube. Uh, why not? So that'll be trickling over the next couple of days when I get to that. Uh, so anybody awaiting that long Bart and Chuck reunion, I thought we were getting close. I thought we were getting close. He's doing his lockdown brewers stuff. Um, you know, it's not like I'm not in contact with people. In other stations, you know, maybe, maybe I, I, I don't know. Chuck should have been on here by now. Really disheartening. Really disheartening. So, everybody bug Chuck, bug the shit out of Chuck this weekend to pressure him again. At least get him to comment on it. Cause, cause I like when he does that. No, it's got to be bigger than a podcast, Chuck says. And then now he goes ahead and does a daily podcast. Got some voicemails to play. Scott Grodsky, Have a short conversation with him. Just about, you know, CBS 58, working in the biz. And really, he took a picture of Adrian Griffin, the Bucks' new head coach, looking clueless as fuck. So I want to talk to him about, about that, essentially, is what we talk about. And then, I'm not, this isn't, you know, I just talked about finding old content. And again, I don't want to go all, you know, Doug Russell here and try to repackage everything I've ever done from 15 years ago. Uh, the Doug Russell podcast, by the way, get it wherever you get your podcast. But maybe from time to time, a flashback Friday, maybe from time to time. I did find the audio where Alan from the North side called in and I didn't follow up good enough. His dad may have murdered someone at a gas station. So we'll just end it with that. We'll set it, we'll set you into your weekend with, with some, uh, some audio of Possible attempted murder is what we'll do. A couple of things regarding the Bucks. I mentioned Adrian Griffin. Joe Prunty is back. Joe Pretty Boy Prunty. Now is when I got to get Jeff orlowski on for that alone. I don't have those cuts. I had all of the cuts. I thought I'll never need these cuts again. Joe Prunty, he's never coming back. He's Terry Stotts is back. I like this. Hot Take Jake is back, and that's the first Carl's uh, place voicemail we'll have. Uh, I'm not sure he was really into the Adrian Griffin press conference. The voicemails, you can leave them 402-915-BART. 402-915-BART. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart for all your golf simulator needs. The difference between I still have not gotten out to a range at all. I almost stopped on Thursday. But that's the difference between, you know, going out to a range and then buying a buying a large bucket. And it's like, oh, fuck, I only wanted a small, but my eyes deceive me. To find a space that you may have in your home that you can turn into a golf simulator. And you can really up the level of like hitting a ball against a sheet. I mean, the video technology they have. You, you can play different courses with the equipment they have. So if anything else, just go to carlofet.com backslash Bart and check it out. That's all. carlofet.com backslash Bart. All right, here's Hot Take Jake talking some bucks.
2: Hey, Bart. It's me. Um, I unfortunately was not able to get in just after the Adrian Griffin press conference. Um, yeah, well, I really, really hope it works out with Adrian Griffin and the Bucs. Um, on the heels of that press conference, I saw a tweet that said it's expected that Chris Middleton will sign a long-term contract with the Bucks. So I'm kind of looking at today as the day the window officially closed I'm sorry to say it. I really want it to work out, but
1: that—that's brutal. Continued vo- voicemail from four days ago. What I
2: want and what I truly feel and what I truly believe are two different things. I said it. Whoever gives Chris Middleton a long-term extension will soon regret it thereafter. Um, and unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be the Bucks. Um, they needed to get younger. They needed to get more athletic. Um, it doesn't appear that they're going to do anything significant, maybe some peripheral moves, um, which I guess if you want to say, that's the right call because they were the best regular season team, as we all know, and as mentioned by Bart several times, regular season and postseason are two different animals. I think um, they're just are too nice for their own goods, which brings me to Adrian Griffin. Yeah, uh, watching that press conference. Not exactly someone I would call dynamic. Seems like a nice guy, but my instinct tells me I think they just hired another Frank Kristoviak. So maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm usually not. I, I'm not ever wrong. So um, that was kind of silly for me to say.
1: Uh, you are wrong. It's Larry Christoviak.
2: But anyways, last thing I want to leave you with, I looked up this Powell Ball guy because I hadn't heard of him until I heard Cone Roller bring him up. And I guess I shouldn't be surprised that Cone Roller likes this guy because Cone Roller kind of has a tendency to like the worst kind of people. So, no, this guy's a dork. He's a loser. If you catch a home run or a fly ball, good for you. Give it to a kid. I saw something that said he has, like, you know, 1,100 – foul balls or something like that. Like, yeah, dude, you're just a dork. Touch grass, get a girlfriend, get laid, do something, because you need to reevaluate your life. Um, so, yeah, that's all I've got for you, Barty. I love you. Won't be making as many appearances for the time being, so hopefully catch up soon.
1: Okay, <laughs> that, was, that was a voicemail. Jake left Tuesday, and then he was a part of our Wednesday night show. Just, just come when you please, guys. You come when you please, you know. And Brett and Toast is like, I'm not coming back till October. You know, come, come and go when you please. You don't need to announce every single uh, entrance and departure from the Bart Winkler show. We're we're good. Come and come and go as you please. We'll uh, we'll be good. Uh, the Chris Middleton news since that voicemail, and maybe I end up getting another one before I'm done recording here, but now there's news that he had surgery after the playoffs. Oh boy. He had surgery on his right knee after the playoffs. It is according to Eric name in the athletic, a minor arthroscopic procedure. He should be back on the court in July per sources, the cleanup. Was planned, and then they went ahead and took care of it afterwards. Middleton in 33 games averaged about 15, 4, and 5. But as I saw one tweet mention, if he was doing 24, 6, and 6 in the playoffs against the Heat on a cooked knee, I think there's some optimism here. I've kind of been going back and forth on what I think the next five years of Chris Middleton's career are going to look like. This is coming back to a situation with the way the NBA salary cap works. Is that the Bucks are better off signing him than they are letting him go? It's another situation where you can't really if you have more money to spend on Chris, the money that you can spend on Chris, you can't necessarily spend elsewhere. And that was the situation with that last supermax. You know, um, Scott Walker's Bucks slogan was, "It's cheaper to keep them." which I, I mean, that was good marketing because for people that hated the Bucks, what he was telling people was even if you don't think we deserve a team, it actually is going to be cheaper for the state and help us better. If we just keep them, I mean, losing them would not, we're not going to make up what the bucks are going to give us. And that's kind of like, it's cheaper to keep Chris Middleton or it's, That's it's kind of like the same philosophy, maybe not necessarily cheaper because you do have to pay him, but you're gonna have to. Now, he's only 31. I think a lot of times when we have this discussion, my brain thinks he's 34 or 35 already. I understand that, um, you know, he might play more like a 34 or 35 year old just because he's been hurt a lot, and so there's been a lot of wear and tear on that body, but. I mean, if I could tell you right now, if I could tell you right now, what Middleton this year did was he played 33 games in the regular season. That's it. If he could give me that every year and then 24, six and six in the playoffs at 35 minutes, a game in the playoffs, I would pay the 30 million for, I mean, what's he going to cost? What are they going to work for him? Four and 120, I think, would be holy shit because that's only 30 a year. You know, like Chris is making more than that. It's not often that you go backwards, but let's say I think uh, I saw Nathan Marzion throw that out. Uh, of the Green and Growing Podcast Odyssey, Steve, if you could go 4-120, I mean, I would because the regular season situation. I don't need Chris playing the regular season. I don't need mileage being put on Chris Middleton in the regular season. And I don't think that inserting a guy like Chris Middleton is going to be too much like, Oh, the bucks are playing good until another shooter came in another guy that knew how to, uh, shoot the ball. Well came in, no, I mean ball and let him cook, man. So if you were telling me that I could pay him $30 million a year and put him in bubble wrap and play him a third of the regular season, and then get 25, 6, and 6 from him in the playoffs. That is a no-brainer to me. Yes, I'll do that. I would do it. If you're telling me you want to play him 80 games in the regular season, I, I mean, I don't know. I think I think to lengthen this guy's career, like again, the regular season, what does it fucking matter if Chris is playing 70 games? He's streaky as it is anyway. I, you know, Chris is not a guy who's going to contend for these all NBA first team MVP stuff where you have to play 65 games. If you bring Chris back, you, you heavily load managed that guy and you extend his career. Fuck. I'd almost have a dude like what Roger Clemens did when he went down to Houston. He only pitched in home games. Reggie white with the Panthers only played in home games. Just don't have Middleton travel. Air travel is not good on the knee. I'm not being facetious. I think this is not, these are words that I did not have planned to come out of my mouth. This is all, this is all on the fly. I don't prepare for this. This is just happening. And I really think it's a good idea. I'm smiling right now. I'm very proud of my idea. Bubble wrap this guy. And in my head, when I put out ideas, I'm trying to think what would the, you know, opposite reaction be but i don't see a downside to it the regular season shit who cares oh you're not gonna pay him just to play 30 games in the regular season why not it's the regular season it don't matter plus it's more time for these other guys to play and see what we have in them what's uh what's his name who's the guy uh get hugo Bassan over here have him play chris's minutes One thing that I would do if my knees hurt and what I've been doing because my feet have hurt, I either have had the gout go to my feet. Remember when I thought I had gout? I either do or I broke a bone and uh, I'm walking on a broken heel because I'm in pain. That's why I've been taking some of the CBD gummies. Helps me out. That's where where I should get the uh, body cream. I didn't pick up any of that last time I was in there. That was a huge L by me. But I did get the THC Um, free ones for the morning that I take. I got the Delta 8s and the Delta 9s, which of course are for any time afternoon with the lifestyle that I live. And uh, the nighttime ones, the CBD and CBN ones. Now the great thing is I've thrown a couple different options at you. You can try them with the promo code BART for 25% off. And then when you realize which ones you like, you can then go ahead and uh, order more. Promo code BART again, 25% Off every time you do it. HappyPlaceHemp.com, as I mentioned, promo code Bart. I think that's all we have on the bucks. A few more voicemails here. This one's from Spark Guy. Uh, he wants to correct me. All right, that's what we're here for.
4: Bart, Spark Guy here. These things listening to you grant and paul I do you want to start pointing out a lot of times um you will incorrectly use words i just want to correct you on something you said you're listening to the day Ramsey sex the saxophone solo and you were entrenched in it i, th- I think you meant entranced i i i, I know that uh, um you may get away with entrenched but you, you meant entranced two foul balls i mean that's a dicey one like i Get your point of view from the previous episode where you're talking to Tim about it, but like you got to give it to the kid, it's about the experience. I think there's one condition or one condition only if your kid is between the ages of like four, five, and seven, eight, and they've never even seen a major league ball, then yeah, you got to hold on to it you can give it to them. But other than that, like if they've even seen one, I mean, I i got an eight-year-old, but like, if I get a ball and I'm in a game and he's not with me, kid next to me gets it. It's the experience of getting that ball in your hands after it being there. So I, I don't think it's an overstep. you got to give the ball to the kid. And then finally, a bit disappointed even as a non-Packer fan, how can we make the argument that Mount Rushmore is all of the suits? You wonder why everyone's anti-player, and then we say that, yes, Bob Harlan, great. It's Brett Harv. It's Reggie White. That's what made that. Those guys don't do what they do and become who they are. Bob Harlan do whatever he wants. Same thing with Murphy. I am getting very frustrated with this Murphy turnaround or shining his reputation as he leaves town. He's been such an underachiever. His far of handling was the worst ever. Like he's just a clown. Like I just uh, not It's the players. You have to keep your eye on the prize. It's always the players. It always will be the players. And it comes down to the players. Forget the suits. I know
1: Horvat would agree. Take care. Okay, I'm going to disagree uh, with a couple of different things. When did Murphy start with the Packers? Uh, right after the Favre drama? No, 2007. Okay, so he was here for that. So you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me, Mark Murphy won a Super Bowl, navigated going from one hall of fame quarterback to another one, then navigated whatever, like if Jordan love turns out to be even remotely good, that's another feather in Murphy's cap. That's huge. He got the draft here. There were there, he probably, and this is the Packer way. I mean, if there's a heat culture, there's a Packer culture, which is hang on to guys way too long. I understand that, which is kind of weird that Murphy apparently has to vacate his position by the time he's 70 since everybody else, you know, you can, you can be here until, well, I didn't want to say you die, but. Uh, but Mark Murphy's kind of got to like, he's got, he's got to be out. He's got to go. And I do th- I mean the title town district. No, I'm, I'm uh, spark. I, you and I will have to have to talk about that one face to face. Mano imano, go one-on-one as they say, coming up. Uh, the Bill Michael Show. Bill goes one on one with AJ Dillon. Goes one on one. That was a big Radio Joe thing. I, I shouldn't. He likes saying "goes one on one." He must have been taught that by somebody. Goes one on one. One on one. It's an it's two people talking. Why do we got to remarket? Why do we got? Why do we got to remarket a conversation? Coming up, Bart has a conversation with. Uh, I don't know Jacob Barnes tonight on the on deck show. I go one-on-one with Jacob Barnes. No, I sheepishly put a microphone in his sheepish Lee put a microphone in his face. One-on-one Bart goes coming up. I go one-on-one with Scott Grodsky. One-on-one. I spent some of my time on Thursday out at the Stefan soccer sale that was fun. Big sale. I should have bought some stuff. But I was there for work on behalf of Milwaukee Pro Soccer. And I because I was getting paid to be there, I then didn't want to spend money while I was there. But then afterwards, I went to Target and Autos and spent money. But I didn't want to spend money where I was making money. But I, now I might go back to stephens to buy some stuff, although now I'm not making money. I, I always yell at people for the weird way they compartmentalize money, but I think I fell into that trap. So one of the names that I like, and I talked to some people at Steffens, Tallboys, uh, Milwaukee. What did the one guy like? Uh, 1846 Milwaukee. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of movement around that. I talked to the guy who submitted the Milwaukee Brigade name. Here's Matt in the Falls wondering what I'm talking about.
4: Hi, Bart. It's me. Um, I don't understand the Goodland or Goodland thing for a team name whatsoever. Like, what? what is it? What does it mean? Like, I, I get that it sounds nice and um, some people call this the Goodland or that's what Milwaukee means. I don't know. But it's, 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 it's not the name of a team. It's it's not a thing. It's nothing. It's, it's, it's an idea. It's. It's. Like, I feel like I'm on a Seinfeld episode because you can't name a team Goodland. It's. It's it just. Like, you can tell that I'm speechless because it just makes no sense. Like, the team has to be a thing, it has to be. Like, the like click effect is a thing, and it's clever. So that was really good, um, but yeah, Goodland. I, I, I just it doesn't doesn't work for a teen name.
1: So sorry, That's the way it is. Well, um, there's a Goodland tattoo, and I've been pronouncing it Goodland. I feel like there's some European, uh, like Goodland would be like. Goodland, but then the fans pronounce it Goodland. I'll just stop saying Goodland. I think I'm throwing people off at Goodland. I want the team name to be Goodland FC or Goodland Milwaukee FC. And that's like a derivative of forward Madison. So maybe, maybe I've got that in my head because I've been doing stuff for forward Madison, forward Madison, you would say is not a team name either, but that I think it works forward being the motto of Wisconsin forward Madison. And then they have the flamingos, which is their, you know mascot and then they have the flock which is their crowd section i think that all works i think forward madison is a good name it doesn't have to be the milwaukee milwaukeeans it can be like Bayern munich i guess is what i'm thinking of no goodland i don't even know what Bayern munich means but they're my favorite german team because i went to munich once humble brag but then they won like 13 in a row Hey, how about my hammers? They want some made up trophy. Bayern München. Bayern meaning. I still don't know. I'm trying to trying to look it up. Anyway. Um, Bayern. What does the fuck's Bayern mean? Still don't know. But they call them the Bavarians or they call them the Reds or they call them, uh, you know, other stuff. But that's not their official name i I like Goodland Milwaukee. I think that's a great name. I'm very proud of it and and I would root I would root for I would root for you to come up with a better name. okay? Come up with a better name. By the way, Matt in the Falls, next time you're on, we need to talk about what's going on in the Falls where they want to cancel libraries because people have money to buy books. I gotta talk about that. See where you stand on that important issue, since you know we we talk politics sometimes on the show. I uh, got another soccer voicemail regarding Messi. Massive, massive situation here. This is uh, Brian.
4: Hey, Bart. Brian from Brookfield. Um, I just want to say, like, I think that you think that a lot of your listeners don't like the soccer talk, but I think there is a lot more people people than you think. I'm enjoying the Messi talk. I'm glad Messi's in the MLS.
2: I wanted to hear all the contract obligations. <laughs> Maybe I should keep listening, but uh, the guy kind of cut you off and started talking about Lillian Thomas and But Yeah, I love soccer. I love international soccer, EPL, Bundesliga, Liga, all of it.
1: I would like more of that. Well, I want to talk more about this messy thing just to clear up. Like the one thing that's pissing me off, um, and I get it, whatever, but people are like, Messi to MLS, give me NFL comparison. Messi to MLS, what does this mean in NBA term? How do you how can you not figure out what it means in what it means terms? Messi is The greatest, most beloved player right now. He's coming off winning a World Cup. People go cocoa bananas for this man. He's coming to a league that's like 15th best in the world at tops. That's what it, I mean, you don't, God, why why does minor shit piss me off? What does this mean in terms of major league sports that I'm familiar with? Yeah, it means a great player is going to a shitty league. I mean what what, what do you want? What do you want? Messi's going to come to the United States. It's going to be a big deal. People are going to people are going to be very passionate about getting to these games. Now, the MLS, let me let me talk MLS for 5 minutes. Um god, I need you know what? I need to just do a whole MLS stream of consciousness podcast is what I need to do just to get everything out there. Cause I always like talk about it for a few seconds. And then uh, when the MLS was formed right away, they did start to, they did start to, you know, get guys that were retiring. Lotar Mateus was a famous one. He was a big German star, came to New York, played like four games and it was a joke. You pay these guys a bunch of money. They come here and don't do shit. Now, there have been some uh, really good examples recently where guys, they don't necessarily come here to retire, but they play like their last good contract here. Uh, Although Gareth Bale, you know, he came over retired. New York City FC had a guy, uh, David Silva, had a good run when he was in the United States, I thought. When Ibrahimovic came to the galaxy, he just he just made he just embarrassed the whole league. He embarrassed everybody for how good he was and how much he just dominated everything that was going on here. He had 52 goals in 56 games. He was a monster. Wayne Rooney, I thought, did some decent stuff uh, here. So I think that these guys that are coming over and they want to play in the states and they want to retire, it's not like they're coming here, you know, and can barely move. Thierry Henry with the Red Bulls, um, you know, had a nice run, played in good enough form that got him back to Arsenal for a few games. So it's not, it's not a retirement league. You know, it might be your last contract league. And then I might be, I guess to be clear on that, it's like, okay, Messi's 35. This probably probably his last de- deal, but it's not, I'm saying that's a good, They're coming here when they still have something left in the tank. They're not coming here at 40 years old to get a paycheck and then suck. So there is still contributions that these guys give you. And I think the MLS has done a better job of, I mean, the MLS has attracted some big, big names and they've had some big, big impacts. I think the most of the league is made up of guys from this part of the world, North America, South America, that when they're 22, 23, they get discovered overseas and if they're not good enough or if the level of play of what could take them somewhere else, they decide to stay here. Um, I think it's a good developmental league. If you're looking at it in, in world terms, the league wants to be better. I still think you have to go to some sort of promotion relegation before things really get serious with a large section of, of fans. I don't think it's fair that a team like the San Diego Loyal can exist in the usl which we're going to get that milwaukee team and then they can just have a guy buy an mls team there if there's going to be an mls team that would ever be in milwaukee it should be this club you can't have this club and then an mls owner say i want to you know that would be awful but that is what happened in san diego uh portland and seattle they've have a rich history they didn't they didn't get called up they didn't get relegated they just were like all right we already have a team there with structure pay us a bunch of money you can be in the mls I don't like like the whole set of it. I I also don't like how it's like Inter-Miami and Real Salt Lake and D.C. United. And it's just a bunch of teams ripping off names. The naming structure is completely weird. There are, I think, Atlanta, Minnesota. There's a bunch of Uniteds. It's it's weird. There's a lot weird with the MLS. Maybe I'll do a podcast where I lay out everything that changes. And another thing that people don't like about the MLS is how they're getting messy. Messy is essentially coming here what the MLS should do is abandon all salary cap and it'd be a free for all. Cause that's what the rest of the world is in soccer. And I know that that's like, Oh no, but that's what baseball is. But that's what, that's what it should be. Because what it is, is it's overly protective of that. Or even if they went to some sort of different salary cap, but still allowed these teams to spend $300 million to make their roster. These rosters for some of these teams are uh, just awful. Like they barely make any money and there's so many different ways that you can be, let's see, Miami's got a bunch of guys, their average salary is probably $375 million. Wow. That'd be good. No, that's Saudi money. Their average is like $375,000. And then they've got different like contract structures. Like, uh, the gam is a structure. The Tam is a structure. It's just like, Oh God, I don't even, I don't even like bringing this up because it's so complicated. Um, And then teams can like trade that. There's general allocation money that you can spend. There's a salary cap. You can trade for guys if they're over a certain age and have been in the league for eight years, then there's designated players, three guys that you can uh, designate to pay more than the average sum. It's, it's all over the place. It's as hard as possible to understand. And it's hard to even try to, Spit it out and say it. So that's what bothers me. But Messi, to get Messi over here, because, I mean, a lot of big clubs still want Messi at 35. Saudis want to give him $400 million a year. Messi is going to get a cut of Apple TV's package for people that subscribe and a cut of the sales from Adidas. And so, essentially, they're taking away money that could go to these other leagues to give it to Messi. But Messi will drive subscriptions. Imagine if in the MLB you didn't have Valley Sports. Imagine if you didn't have Valley Sports. You won't have to imagine that soon. But imagine if you didn't. Let's say you wanted to watch the Brewers. I want to watch the Brewers. I turn on Valley Sports. Well, you can't do that um, because there are no regional networks for the MLS anymore. You have to order the MLS package on Apple to get your favorite team. And it's fifteen bucks a month. Bally Sport—you can watch the Brewers for nineteen bucks a month, I believe. But you just get the Brewers and the Bucks. If you order it from MLS, you get all the games, everyone. So if you're a fan of the Chicago Fire and you want to watch the Fire, you pay fifteen dollars a month for Apple's product, and then, uh, but you get all the games. It's not just exclusive to America. So there's going to be a lot of people worldwide that want to watch Messi. They're going to get a lot of international dollars coming over here. This is going to be, this is going to bring in a lot of money to the MLS. Will it increase ratings? I don't know. Like United States ratings, I don't know. I think it, I think this is going to end up getting more international subs than it does uh, national subs. Guys, Messi is a god to a lot of people. Uh, bigger than anything here. Whatever we think of LeBron or Jokic or Giannis or Brady or Mahomes, Messi, like, swallows all those up, spits them out, uh, steps on the spit and creates a new life. I'm like, he's big. He is huge. He got inner 5 million Instagram subscriptions in one day. The, yeah, it's just Instagram, free click, but... A lot of these people though they, they 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 die for this man they love I mean Messi is Messi is the guy I don't even think we can comprehend what he is to a lot of people so to get him is a massive massive deal but I hope it helps infuse money into the league and makes the league better and, and I want the league to succeed I want soccer. In this country to succeed. And the way it's going to do that is with a viable MLS. But I wish MLS would work in tangent with the USL leagues, which are very good, and the MPSL leagues, which are great grassroots leagues. You know, I wish it would do better with that. But it just, I don't know. I think Don Garber, he's the commissioner. I, God, I would just love to be the MLS commissioner, man. I really would. I really would. So that's kind of like what's happening with Messi. It's weird. I think detractors of this say that MLS is not a serious competition because like who cares who wins? All they're trying to do is get expansion fees and, and get TV subscriptions. Like the MLS is not, the MLS's goal is not to crown a champion every year. It's to get $500 million from the next sucker that wants to expand into the league. And it's to boost the Apple TV Plus subscriptions. That's they don't care. Like other teams are sort of backdoor paying to have Messi here, and that's uh, that's weird for a lot of people. And it is weird, but I, I I think I think the I think the MLS is getting rewarded for bad behavior. The means are justified by the end. Because Messi coming to MLS is a fucking massive deal. And whatever it took to get there, I think the MLS should be proud of that. Conference opponents have been named for the Big Ten for next year and the year after with USC and UCLA coming into the fold. In 2024... The Badgers will host Indiana, Minnesota, Penn State, Purdue. They will play at Iowa, at Maryland, at Nebraska, at Michigan, at USC. The following year, the Badgers will host Illinois, Iowa, Michigan State, Ohio State, USC. They will travel to Minnesota, Northwestern, Rutgers, and UCLA. The Badgers every year will play Iowa and Minnesota no matter what. Those were some of the rivalry games kept in. The rest is going to be basically alternating. So the Badgers will play USC on the road next year and then UCLA on the road the year after that. But USC will come here. USC, Ohio State. See, this is why if the Badgers are going to do anything, they got to do it this year when the schedule is cake. And I know things will expand later, but the schedule is going to be a lot harder. So I think this is the year. I know it's Fickle's first year, and he's not recruiting the big boys from Wisconsin to the wait that Paulie Chris, do you? But I think this is a uh, massive, massive year for the Wisconsin Badgers. The Milwaukee Brewers had a good thing going against the Baltimore Orioles. They won on... Tuesday, then one on Wednesday, and a lot of write-ups about how it was the you know best win of the season, and then they were dominating the Orioles with the three first inning runs on Thursday, and uh, then the Orioles scored a shitload of runs at the end of the game. Brewers next will have the Oakland Athletics, uh, so we're all going to assume that's three easy wins because the a's are terrible did john singleton just start looking like eric thames or was that always a thing i mean it looks like eric thames got recast all right uh scott grodsky is going to join us cbs 58 sports reporter and then we will wrap up with some flashback friday He's at CBS fifty eight. So the requirement is when we talk to anyone from that wonderful station, they must be in their car, sure. uh, as as Tim Shea always is. Do you ever see Tim or no?
5: Uh, I saw him today because we were in early for a, uh, a story at Aaron Hills, but not often.
1: What does he look like? At, like while he's working, does he look like he's belonged or out of place? Or uh, he dresses
5: professional, and it's a little it's a little weird. Not gonna lie to you. When we got the initial email that that Tim was hired, and there was like a professional headshot of him, and I'm like, I, "All right, <laughs> so, so that's yeah. Tim."
1: Yeah, that that's Tim. So good to see that he's gainfully employed. Uh, you, how long have you been at 58?
5: Time is a flat circle. Uh, seven years, eight years. I want to say this will be my eighth Packer season.
1: Oh wow! How like recognizable are you? Like, do you get noticed in public?
5: No, I'm not you. That's that's uh, that that's Bart Winkler life goals, but I'm not quite there yet.
1: When I did TV, I was on TV every day, every day, for three years. No one recognized me ever. No one knew who I was because I I wasn't the anchor. You know, you, yeah. you at least anchor of the sports from time to time. But the yeah, last I was, I, day that I left lacrosse, I was in like just a T-shirt, and I was at Menards renting a truck and I didn't give him my info yet. And she goes, oh, I know you. You're Bart Winkler from WKBT. <laughs> I was like, now I get recognized? Jesus.
5: Yeah, I uh, occasionally here, but not a ton. When I was, my last job before this was in Rockford and I was the sports director of the number one station there. I got a lot more there.
1: What are like your career goals? Like, do you want to work in the big city or are you just kind of waiting for Kevin Holden to die?
5: Is Milwaukee, not the big city. <laughs> I don't know. My wife is uh, from that one area. I'm I'm good in Milwaukee, and I, I'd prefer for Kevin to keep living. That'd be that'd be great. Uh, honestly, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin's job's a little bit too much behind a desk for me anyway. If, if I could keep doing my job, but get you know like, we'll we'll be conservative and say four times more money, then I'd then I'd be good. That'd be that'd be wonderful.
1: Uh, you were at the Bucks press conference for Adrian Griffin. Um, the Bucks like to do things as different as possible. So instead of just having it, I think the when they introduced coach, Bud, it was in the, uh, it was the Fiserv wasn't even done yet. And so it was like in that structure and then they do Adrian Griffin at some restaurant yeah. on like, on like a table, but it seemed to go pretty well. I mean, how, what were your reactions to, to coach?
5: Yeah. I, I think uh, you hear like all the time about winning the press conference, losing the press conference and really, there aren't many coaches that lose the first press conference. I was, I was trying to spend some time thinking about any ones I remember that were just egregiously bad. Adam Gase and, and the Jets came to mind, and I know a lot of people were not thrilled with uh, Matt Lafleur's first press conference. But otherwise, people usually come off pretty well. He knew what he was going to be asked. He was ready for the questions he was asked. And I think that he talked a whole lot about creativity and adjustments. And I think that's pretty much what Bucks fans were waiting to hear, um, given how some of this stuff went in the playoffs the past week.
1: He said the word adjustments, uh, and that basically—that's all that Bucks fans. need.
5: Yeah, everyone say. was in. Everyone was all in at that point. Um, but uh, no, I, mean, I I talked to him a little bit more after the press conference about that because I know that's—that's that's a, a huge thing that a lot of Bucks fans want to know about. It's something I wanted to hear about, if not just you know. You can say you want to do adjustments, but what is the plan for when do those types of things get considered? Uh, and he's not going to go into specifics of when they'll adjust against Steph Curry or whatever for before before any games are played, obviously. but, but what he talked about was that uh, he sort of learned that the game plan is, is not something you necessarily need to stick with right away or all, all throughout a game. He learned that through Nick Nurse. He learned that through the box and one that Nick Nurse ran against Steph Curry in the finals. He told me that they had never run that in the game at all until the finals. And they still put it out because they needed to try something else. And, and to me, it was important to know when do you when do you cross the line between giving up on a game plan and, and switching to something else or not. And he said that there's essentially two things that it'll come down to. It's are we actually executing this? And is there enough effort? And if both of those things are happening and it's not working, then you make your adjustments. And I think that, you know, there were definitely some times, for better or worse, over the past couple of years where the game plan was stuck to whatever it was. Uh, And maybe at times it it should have been changed. I don't know. It it always seems weird to dunk on someone on their way out. Budenholzer also won a championship here. It's not like he's going to be anywhere near... As bad a coach as the Bart Winkler led Fire Bud group uh may think was at times. Um, but uh but yeah, I, I think this is a group that will be more receptive to change in that
1: way. Did you I saw Mike Clemens at the presser was sitting by Myers Leonard, like yeah. in the next seat. Did you sit by anyone or did you have your camera?
5: I was with the camera. I was I was next to them for a minute and it was uh it was there was a brief minute where i'm panning over and i'm going like uh you know joe ingles javon carter myers leonard hey
1: mike what's up how you doing mike's they just don't i don't know they like it feels like with the bucks they they know a press conference is coming and they're like well where should we do it i don't know they have a designated space to do this stuff and then i just don't know that you should have mike clemens sitting next to myers leonard
5: yeah they like sort of had a couple of seats in the front that were like kind of cordoned off but not really and then it was just kind of there and uh grayson allen was there as well but he was i think he was there for the start of the press conference but he was there after the other players so he ended up just standing in the back i don't know how many people noticed him until it was over
1: well it's interesting with leonards being a free agent and clemens usually covering the packers it's like uh both times that they showed up the reaction was what are you doing here what is your, uh, so you took, you took the picture of Adrian Griffin that I memed and that everybody memed right away. Cause he looks like that, you know, that kid.
5: It's a, it's a deer in the headlights. look.
1: Why, why did you post it? It's an awful picture of him.
5: He was looking at me.
1: So you went to take a picture and he just looked at you?
5: I took like two pictures. I, I might've taken three. One, he was looking at me too. He wasn't. I posted it. I moved on and then I found out that he looked like a deer in the headlights and it's over.
1: The now that picture is going to be used forever.
5: Yeah, I know. The internet's forever. It's, it's, once someone said something, it's not like I'm going to delete it and it's going to go away. Like, it's up. It's done. It's.
1: But don't you feel... So here's what I'm asking. There's a picture out there that's used a lot. It was used a lot when um, when Jason Kidd would fuck up and John Horst would, look, like, stare him down. They were on... I took that picture. So... This picture got memed. And it's like, I just, I don't know. I didn't do anything but take the picture, but I just want the, I don't need, I don't need credit.
5: You don't need need to say,
1: but but I want everyone to like, I don't need, I don't need credit every time, but I want everyone to know where the food was made. You don't have that same. So you don't need credit. You just want, you just want the credit. Yeah, I get it. You're not the same way. No, I don't care. You got to put your name on shit, Scott.
5: We can't all be as selfish as you.
1: When you're ever on WMLW doing the sports, do you know nobody's watching?
5: Uh, No, I I know that we are uh, generating more views uh, through every show and uh, very excited for that.
1: (laughs) What is your uh, what's your favorite thing to cover?
5: Uh, probably when I'm shooting the NFL games, um, cause it's uh, I. Most of my stuff is on air at this point, but I also came up shooting all my own stuff. And to me, there's there's nothing really better than being on the sideline for an NFL game and, and actively shooting it. Uh, I was there, like I was on the sideline for the uh, Cowboys playoff game with Jared Cook catch. Um, uh the, the last conference championship game didn't really go so well, but it, it's it's just so much faster and bigger when it's down there and it's it's a very unique experience um one of the games against the texans i think it was like six years ago it was a nothing game but i was shooting it and it was snowing at lambeau and i'm like all right this is this is kind of why you do it because uh, you you know as well as i do whether it's you know your wonderful just intrepid news reporting in lacrosse uh or any of the radio stuff since like they're there are a lot of sacrifices that go into doing this job. Um, there are a lot of things that are not ideal in terms of schedule at times. Pay. there's just, it, there's a lot of stuff that, that comes with this profession. And then there's stuff like that, that is the reminder of how cool this job is and why I'm, I am so lucky to be doing it.
1: Yeah. You kind of do like, I didn't get paid anything at the radio, but I got to be able to, be in the locker room with the brewers and stuff you do kind of get paid in experiences a little bit even though like that won't keep the lights on and your wife questions your existence every day but there is a there there, there's that that is an allure though
5: yeah I mean and honestly the the stuff that comes with the job is like 30 on the list of things my wife questions about me every day so it's that's no big deal
1: I remember that game with the Texans vividly because I watched it with my grandpa
5: okay
1: and then he died the next day. Okay, uh, that's that's the fact. That's just the fact. I don't know what to do with that. I'm very sorry. I know. That's nice. Well, he, I, I haven't talked about this enough. The, I'll, I'll save it for another day. It's not your story to bear, but my I, grandpa, I'm, I'm got, my grandpa got fucked. He, the health system fucked him. Like what he happened? should be. He shouldn't have died. What happened? he had like a staph infection or something and then they immediately stuck him with the people that are like they didn't, they didn't like they thought he had something that was treatable and they thought he was dying and so My the bad. care got real shitty real quick
5: I'm sorry
1: he'd probably be dead by now anyway but I'd <laughs> like to watch a few more games with him you know?
5: Uh, yeah. Well, you'll always have the Texans game.
1: What's,
6: <laughs>
1: um, what's your least favorite thing to cover?
5: Um, I got nothing. I don't know that there's anything here that I really don't like covering. I mean, I when I was in North Dakota, when I was in Rockford before, were there times where, you know, doing some of the – Legion baseball kind of stuff could get a little like all right, I'm ready to be done. Sure, um, there's not really much of that here. I mean, it's like I wasn't joking for like is Milwaukee not a big city? I realize that it's not Chicago, uh, but I, I've lived in North Dakota. Uh, I, I've covered the preliminary races at a track that no one's heard of for uh, four hundred people. So you know, I, I'll. I'll gladly take any random Marquette game, Admirals game, Brewers game, any of that kind of stuff. Like it's, we are, we are very lucky, the the sports scene that is in Milwaukee and Wisconsin as a whole. And we've also been very lucky during the the time I've been here that with a couple of exceptions, we've had very good teams pretty much across the board. There haven't been as many championships as maybe there, there could have been or should have been. Uh, but I'll take, I'll take like, four or five of the Packers seasons we've had over the one where I was watching Brett Hundley any day.
1: Mine was either in lacrosse. There was a ski jump event every year, which was a cool event. And it was fun when I would shoot on the bottom, but I also had to get shots from the top. And the only way up was to walk up nine flights of stairs. Okay. Uh, The other one was, and I don't know how much uh, it's done around here, but High school football, we covered every training camp in lacrosse like it was the Packers. And yeah. so we're we're interviewing the secondary coach for La Crescent about how he thinks his guys will be in the seven on seven league. And it's like, yeah. what are we doing here? Just because Bob's chicken shop is a big sponsor of our nine o'clock over the bridge in La Crescent.
5: Uh yeah, I mean for for me that was uh it, it was similar type stuff. When when I was in Rockford during the uh, the, the build-up to high school football we would do two a days and we would do features on two teams every day for what three weeks and it's not that I didn't like covering high school football I like covering high school football I wish there was more coverage of high school football here uh, when it is back to back to back days of high school football high school football high school football and there's only so many different times you can hear someone say that you know our senior class it's really special the seniors, they're just like brothers. You, you hear the same stuff over and over again. Then it gets very monotonous, and then very uh, ready to be done with it. So that that kind of stuff, I don't necessarily miss.
1: Yeah, there, there, nobody nobody understands what it's like in this locker room.
5: Yeah, no, no, the the brotherhood that us Falcons have—it's just—it's—it's it's, it's far better.
1: Yeah. Cut to five years later when you as the wide receiver see the guy that played offensive line in the grocery store in your hometown and you like Kevin, Dale.
3: Yeah.
5: So Thankfully I don't have that problem because I was never remotely athletic enough to play anything. So, you know, I'm gonna have to deal with it.
1: Scott Grodsky, we're too, I feel like we're cut from, maybe not the same cloth, but similar material. Got a little awkward there. That's all right. Going to be awkward at Father's Day if – He looks on that doorstep and doesn't see Omaha Steaks there, especially if he's a listener of the show. He's going to be like, son, I've been listening to Bart. And I I thought that, I mean, that deal, do you not love me for $99? You don't love me. All you had to do was go to OmahaSteaks.com and type Bart in the search bar and get the $99 deal. I didn't get my dad Omaha Steaks. (laughs) My brother did with the code. So I'm going to give him something different. But wouldn't that be the real surprise? Because that's what he's expecting. Just one of the kids to get Omaha Steaks. What if all four of us got him Omaha Steaks? That'd be a lot of steaks for not a lot of money. And be four great uses of that promo code BART, OmahaSteaks.com. Father's Day sale. Get it to the doorstep. You send your mom flowers, you send your dad meat. What's better than that? OmahaStakes.com promo code is BART. Let's go into the weekend with a little flashback. You'll hear Ryan Horvath here. Uh, I don't know. I have the audio. Why not? Alan on the north side calls in. I'm not really sure why he called in, but we talked to him for nine minutes. And I feel like I got rid of him too soon. Another error on my part. Have a good weekend, everybody. Alan's Netflix. on the north side. Alan, Alan's a Alan's a legendary caller. I never know how to describe Alan, though, to those of you that have never heard one of his calls. He's like a
3: fine wine. His calls get better with age.
1: Yeah, Alan's, a Alan's got a hot wife, and he never wore a mask, right? <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a bio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that describe you, if I could describe you in two sentences?
6: <laughs> Pretty much. I just think life should be fun, man.
1: Me too, Al. Yeah, because when I I was the the worst thing about this whole pandemic is I was walking around in a grocery store once. It was aisle six, and I was trying to pick out a can of corn, and I was like, I wish my face was showing for freedom.
6: Oh yeah, you know what? I had a girl the other day. A woman came up to me at a store, and started to give me a mask, and I said, Wait a minute, what? You know what? What are you talking about? I'm checking out. I chose self checkout. I'm not wearing a mask. She goes, That's how we have conversations. I said, Ma'am, I don't talk to people. I don't want to talk to you. I mean, what the hell's going, what the heck's going on? So, you know, the first thing about the scandemic is I don't accept it. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to. And I go to enough places where, you know, like I was somewhere and somebody did something else to me. And the manager, I didn't say the name of the store, nordstroms come running up and she was like, blob, Mr. So-and-so, are you okay? And I was like, well, yeah. I said, but this person is, is, you know, making faces at me or something. And it could have been because I had my dog with me, and she was all dressed up in matching clothes. But, you know, I just <laughs> don't go. But anyway, we were talking about maps, you guys. I yeah,
1: maps, mask. not mask. I'm sorry. You called about maps. I thought you said mask. I'm sorry. You no, meant I maps.
6: I called about the map.
1: I'm yeah, sure. uh, Horvath call. said maps, and then I tried. Yeah, try, yeah. He a, Bart
3: doesn't believe me, Alan, that people used to use maps back in the I day. I
6: still use them now. Exactly. I don't, I don't rely on the uh, thing that talks to me. Yeah. First of all, this is my wife's phone. I don't carry a phone. I don't drive around in the cars that have all that computer stuff. It's nobody's business what we do. Right. And uh, you know, Joe Biden ain't going to tell me nothing. He didn't give me no notes. I didn't get that check. I've been retired. Somehow, I didn't even qualify, which I wouldn't have took. You know, last time we cut one in half, my wife got one. Yeah. Cut it in half and sent it back. But I didn't even. I don't even get a thank you from Joe Biden for so have Done. You know, and other things I do.
1: Hey, uh, let me cut in and ask you something real quick. What are you talking about?
6: I'm talking about the call you. You man. got a
1: check and you cut it in half.
6: Oh yeah, the stimulus check. We didn't want that crap. God, I would have taken Why? it. Why? Then you could have had it. I wouldn't get. I want. That's not. What, what is a thousand dollars going to do for me?
1: Bart, Alan, Bart's the
3: kind of guy that asks for handouts, man. He's the kind of guy no, that doesn't. takes days off. No, yeah, no, he doesn't. Bart takes. He's days. not a good red-blooded American like guys like you and I, Alan. We've I'm never taken red, a day I, you off. You know
6: what? I'm gonna tell you a good story about. I played Game with Six of the dad. Finals
3: with the flu. Sorry. Let
6: me tell you something. I didn't compete in uh, in sports. I was like in the spelling bees and stuff. Yeah. But I got into martial arts and I did some. Uh, I used to do competitions when I was younger. Yeah. My daddy was an extremely, extremely scary guy. Um, I, I would have
1: never know. guessed.
6: <laughs> no, I mean if you met him, you would know. He was in the South Pacific and biz- owned businesses the whole nine yards. But uh, my mother was a very dainty beautiful young uh, beautiful woman and she would never raise her voice but mom and dad would always dress you know what I'm saying my daddy always wear a suit no matter what yeah but when he, he'd get mad though somebody and what they didn't understand about daddy and my mother would have to say she'd say Earl and my daddy would take Earl. off this as soon as he took off his tie it was on yeah and I remember once we were go, we had a place up north but we still do but you know <laughs> we used to drive up there and somebody tossed a puff this is all true somebody tossed For a sure. pup out the window we started screaming and you all know, we were just little kids and this car kept driving. And you see my daddy's knuckles on the, on, the, on the wheel just. And my mother was like, Earl, no. And my daddy just followed this guy, right? I mean, literally followed this blank. We got to a gas station, and I will never forget what happened. My daddy got out of the car, and this man did not have a clue what was going on. And when daddy left him, it was a great moment to be a young man. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. He left that man a smoking mess. Jeez. And that's how that's the, that's the pop I grew up with. Like my wife will tell me, she goes, I'm never afraid when I'm with you. And I'm like, I ain't not, You, you, and she met my daddy the first time. She said, I've never been scared of anybody in my life. She said, how in God's,
1: God's green earth does someone like you listen to someone like me?
6: <laughs> I love your show. I can't stand Jay Weber. He's just a, he's an idiot. Yeah. Um, well, what about you Clay? Know, you, you guys are on in the morning. You're fantastic. You're hilarious. You're the you man, know, Alan. You're not just about sports, you're about entertainment.
1: Hell yeah. You're yeah, we wrestling. like the stuff, too. Yeah, stuff's
3: important.
6: Wrestling, sports, yeah. entertainment.
3: Yeah. So oh, wait, I what, like what does that have to do with martial arts, though? That's that's you're. You... Oh, I,
6: still, I still do. I practice. It's called it's like Okinawa-style, show-ray-rule.
3: You know, me and you, Alan, are actually a lot more alike, I think, than people realize because we have similar backgrounds. I was also in uh, karate tournaments as a kid. Uh Funny story. My mom, Lucille, uh, we actually moved, uh, people don't know this about me, from New Jersey to Los Angeles, uh-huh. um, and our handyman uh, was kind. He was humble. He was an immigrant named Mr. Miyagi. And no, uh,
6: I'm going to tell you. You know who I studied with for real? We'll cut him off. First... That's a good story. I would totally yeah. watched it. I didn't it even, even get into the part about the Cobra Kai yet.
1: If this was a movie,
3: <laughs> I'd, I'd
6: totally with, watch uh, it. I stayed with a man named Reverend Foster. Google him sometime. He was the first accidental to teach... Uh, I teach the style he did in the United States and down in Kenosha, Wisconsin. A lot of guys I that I studied with all teach now. They have their own dojos and
3: such. So anyway, I befriended this girl. Her name was, uh, man, Allie. Last name was Mills. Uh, she was a high school cheerleader. It drew the attention of her arrogant ex-boyfriend. Guy's name was Johnny Lawrence. Real you-know-what, Alan. He was a black belt, top student from the Cobra Kai dojo. Uh Uh, He studied a vicious form of karate. Uh, Him and Uh the Cobra Kai gang, they continually, they were bullying me one night on Halloween. uh, I sprayed some water on Johnny with a hose. Him and his... Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll tell the story later on.
6: Yeah, well, belts are not... You know, belts are overrated, my friend. That's uh, the first thing we learned.
3: True. True.
6: They're overrated. Do you remember your Kai? Your forms don't matter in a fight, you know that? Yeah. Yeah. And the first thing we learned in boot camp too oh. was uh, in Bayonetta you just go right at the guy.
1: So do you think that the uh, who's going to defend uh, Kevin Durant in the? I don't seven watch game?
6: basketball because I'm not woke.
1: Alan, one time I got in a fight, <laughs> and for some reason the dude like it was
3: all it was like you know a fight's anything goes. This is actually a true story, and for some reason it's like the first time I'm ever in a fight, and the guy goes to take off his shirt. So you know what I did? I waited, and as soon as that thing was over his head, I popped him right in the face, and it was over. Oh,
6: that's all you're doing. Yeah. You what, <laughs> like, what is the guy doing? A guy called my wife a blank. We live in a sketchy area. Three in the morning, and uh, he called my wife. He back. He was. I was trying to get thing at the Hindu uh, marathon. Get some gas. So the guy pulls in, and I, he wanted me to back up, and I'm not backing up. So we had had a few adult beverages. Right. And this guy told me that he told me an oh, old man. Blah blah blah. And I started by telling him, hey, man, shut the blank up. You oh. know, my <laughs> wife told him, so my wife said to him, she said, hey, you know, he's gonna, my husband's going to hurt you. So one thing like to this, I dislocated this clown's elbows. This Yahoo called the police on me.
1: Alan, I got to get to a break, unfortunately. Anyway, Alan, have anyway, a good weekend, they bud. Tried
6: to charge me, they tried to charge me with a hate crime, dude, for real. All right,
1: hey, thanks, guys. buddy. Alan, Jesus. Have a good one. Thank you for calling. <sighs> Alan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh version of the home game will be sent to your front door.
3: You know what's wild is that Allen, uh, like, you know, like on Stern's show, like uh, Hank and all those guys, were they all, like, bits? Like, they were characters, right? I don't know. Like Beetlejuice? R.I.P.?
1: I get mad when people like Alan call in because I get mad at myself for not coming up with this kind of content. For, like, not having an Allen that you just made up? Yeah, like, I, I think that some of the people that call in, like, I, I we, should I should be clever enough to have made that up, but that was a real guy.
3: You know, I just, you know, the funny thing is, is that Alan, I just spoke to Alan longer than I've talked to my father in the last month, <laughs> and I realized that's a problem, and maybe it's time for me to kind of...
1: Uh, or as re- Alan would say, his daddy.
3: Yeah, my pops. Mm-hmm. Like, like Alan's pops, though. See, my dad, it wasn't the tie. That when, when, when my dad got mad, he would just give this look, and I, I just knew it was over. Everybody's dad has that look. But Alan uses map still. He doesn't trust Siri. You know, Siri works for the government. Mm-hmm. He didn't get vaccinated because, obviously, they put a chip in your brain like Johnny Mnemonic or Mononic, whatever that movie was with Keanu. Oh, lots of unpacked there. We learned a lot about Alan today. He uh, was in karate tournaments as a child. His dad, I think he told us that his dad murdered somebody at a gas station. Is that... Well, <laughs> if not murder, pretty close. <laughs> yeah, like... Oh, imagine just, hey, hey, son, you want to go to the ball game? Yeah, sure, dad. And then all of a sudden somebody cuts him off and he's like, hey, we got to make a pit stop. And your dad just beats a man with his bare hands. I don't know how I would deal with that.